Back to InfoTrack. Once again, here's Chris Whitting. With a big push toward the use of so-called green energy, what are the job prospects for fossil fuel workers? Here with more, InfoTrack's Gina Tedesco. Gina? Thanks, Chris. Joining us now is Morgan Frank, assistant professor in the University of Pittsburgh School of Computing and Information. He's the corresponding author on a study that's now out about job prospects for fossil fuel workers as society transitions to green energy. Professor, one conclusion that might surprise listeners is that current fossil fuel workers already have skills needed for green jobs? Yeah, that's right. To assess the assertion we've heard in the discourse about a just transition for U.S. fossil fuel workers, we pulled on occupational skill requirements as reported by the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. This allowed us to compare different types of job titles within extraction industry and compare those to the skills required by occupations that we expect in green industry occupations as well. What we found is that there's a pretty good alignment between the skills fossil fuel workers already use and the skills required by emerging green jobs. And what we found looking at historical career mobility data from the U.S. Census is that these skills have been important to fossil fuel workers' career mobility in the past. So the new jobs that you anticipate, how high-tech might they be, or will they involve operating high-tech equipment? They actually span the gamut in terms of being both high-skill and low-skill. There are many high-skill jobs required to develop the new green technology and to improve the engineering and manufacturing of those technologies from a technological standpoint. But we also need a lot more blue-collar work as well for things like manufacturing the parts, installing the parts, and transporting all the parts needed to build this new green infrastructure. So we expect that there's jobs across the spectrum that will emerge within the green industry as it continues to grow. Now, when you compared where fossil fuel workers are employed to the expected locations of future energy plants, what did you find? Trying to guess where green jobs will emerge is a rather tricky task. We approached this problem in a couple different ways. The first was to look at where green energy power plants are located today. And when we compared those locations, basically latitudes and longitudes, with employment distributions across the U.S., according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics for fossil fuel workers, there was a really clear disconnect. There was basically no overlap. Now, this first approach was probably oversimplistic. It's basically like saying where there are green energy producing jobs today is where green jobs will emerge over the next 10 years. And this might not be the case. For example, things like the Inflation Reduction Act might incentivize new jobs to emerge in areas that don't really have green energy employment at the moment. So to tackle this in a more complex way, we took employment projections from the U.S. Department of Labor that project 10 years ahead and modeled where we expect green jobs to emerge across the U.S. over the next 10 years. And again, the picture was not great. There was not a lot of co-location between where fossil fuel workers are located today and where we expect green jobs to emerge over the next 10 years. And part of the issue there is that you don't see fossil fuel workers traditionally relocating for a new job. Do we know why that is? Our analysis basically does not answer this question. Although it's true that fossil fuel workers historically don't move a lot across state lines or even within the state, it's kind of hard for us to say exactly why. Building on what we found, clearly the next step is to try to assess 
what social barriers might help ease the economic barrier that we've identified in our analysis. And our efforts are going to be to try to actually reach out and survey fossil fuel workers and ask them maybe if they're a multi-generational family that's been working for the same coal company, how does that impact their decision to relocate to a different community? What about do they feel optimistic about their ability to reskill if they need to? Or what types of incentives might help them decide to relocate beyond just reskilling and beyond their identification as a fossil fuel worker? We're visiting with Morgan Frank, assistant professor in the University of Pittsburgh School of Computing and Information. Their study that's now out in the journal Nature Communications looked at job prospects for fossil fuel workers during society's transition to green energy. Professor, what about the long-term prospects for workers at these green energy plants? Is there a concern there? There is a big concern. One of the things that our analysis points to is that there's a good alignment with a lot of the upfront labor required to build these green industry opportunities. For example, manufacturing the parts for windmills or solar panels, transporting those manufactured parts to on-site, doing the installation and initial setup for these infrastructural systems. Those are the types of things that we think today's fossil fuel workers could easily adapt and take advantage of those jobs as they emerge. But ongoing, there's a bit of a concern because we expect these upfront jobs to be what are sometimes called last mile jobs. They're around for just a little bit as we deal with this initial influx of demand for labor. But once these systems are set up, the infrastructure is set up, hopefully many fewer workers will be needed to actually do the maintenance for that on an ongoing fashion. So if that's the case, then in the long run, we may find ourselves in a similar situation where we have these workers who we transitioned to employment in green industry jobs, but are still now facing some uncertainty and trying to figure out what to do next. Professor, let me circle back to that with you, because while your study addresses jobs at green energy plants, the Bureau of Labor Statistics and other groups point to thousands of other kinds of green jobs. You might say some of them are clean energy storage jobs or jobs in electric vehicles, energy efficiency development of new grid technologies, or even, as you said, solar installers, wind turbine service techs, couldn't fossil fuel workers get jobs such as these? Yeah, that's right. What we mean by green industry jobs is pretty broad and also a little bit amorphous. We expect, for example, that new jobs that we don't currently have a definition for will take form and emerge in the future. And so we adopted the definition used by the Bureau of Labor Statistics, which includes a wide range of occupations, including things like battery installation, battery maintenance, more engineering and research oriented occupations that are associated with the development of new green technologies, and also transportation and other occupations that exist today, but will have an increased demand for labor as the green industry continues to grow. So our analysis is using sort of a static view of what fossil fuel workers' skills are today to compare them with this set of occupations that are green occupations, according to the Bureau of Labor Statistics. And there's some alignment between fossil fuel workers and some of these more blue-collar activities in that set of jobs. But we kind of miss 
the potential for upskilling these workers. Maybe there's a really innovative, intensive program that emerges that allows today's fossil fuel workers to get more involved in the research and development of green technologies. But we didn't consider that possibility in our analysis. Now, you mentioned before the term just transition. Maybe people are hearing that for the first time. It, it means a morally appropriate changeover. Now, to make sure that communities, particularly rural areas, are not left out in the cold, what more do you think local, state, and federal officials can do for workers? We need government to create hope in these communities. I think they're feeling a little downtrodden and they're feeling a little lost. Things like, oh, we're going to fund a reskilling program, we're going to somehow create more jobs, or we're going to give you the skills you need to move to the city and, and get a city job. I feel like these kind of devalue people where they are. It's kind of forcing them to change themselves, and that creates some friction in terms of adopting these programs. That's more my opinion. Strictly speaking, in terms of our analysis, the co-location issue where this friction between where fossil fuel workers are today and where we think green jobs will be over the next 10 years, there's kind of two possible solutions to that. The first is somehow we incentivize these fossil fuel workers to relocate to where the green jobs will be. The second is that somehow we create an incentive for green industry employers to set up shop and to create jobs in these fossil fuel communities where they are today. I think there are challenges to both approaches and our analysis and the history of fossil fuel workers career mobility suggests that moving them elsewhere is maybe not the best solution, but it remains unclear exactly what type of incentives and what types of policy mechanisms can get green energy employers to open up shop in these fossil fuel communities. Often, for example, the energy generation part of green industry work can have spatial requirements. For example, you need a lot of sunlight if you're going to produce solar energy. You need wind if you're going to have wind energy. So there's some spatial constraints that might limit where employers might be. However, the construction and manufacturing part of these industries might be more flexible. And also our study points to that not only are fossil fuel workers already skilled for some of these more blue collar green occupations, but also appropriately skilled for other industries that potentially have nothing to do with green industry occupations. For example, looking at where manufacturing employment or construction employment are already distributed across the US, there's already much better alignment with where fossil fuel workers are located today. And so maybe these other industries could be a better option for absorbing displaced fossil fuel workers. Morgan Frank, Assistant Professor in the University of Pittsburgh School of Computing and Information. Thank you for joining us today. Thank you. For InfoTrack, I'm Gina Tedesco. You're listening to InfoTrack, a production of Syndication Networks.